sound man, by not advancing himself, stays the further ahead of himself. Now I'm outside. Let my voice be your guide. Keep a steady stride into the further you go. My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And we are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 107 and day two of Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) And in this episode, we are going to be discussing Insidious, which was so weird to me because I was like, I swear to God we did this last year. But the reason I thought we did it last year was because we had it on our watch list for last year. So I watched it last year. Mm, And so it got got me all fucked up because I was like, I fucking watched this last year. (laughs) But I did watch it last year just for my own enjoyment. Anyways. Wait, no. What? Before what? we get into the episode, oh, no. I'm going to have to tell these people what you did before I hit the record button. And it's so unfortunate because it would have been beautiful. Uh. Amanda just sang Tiptoe Through the Tulips to me and, and did such an amazing job. It was so beautiful and I want to cry. Uh, but I didn't hit record. that note. <laughs> you did. You did such a good job. Thank you. Once. My mom's professional voice lessons did not go to waste. There we go. Never be heard by anyone other than Kristen. See, that's (laughs) what a shame it is that you don't work in the same office as me anymore because I used to just serenade you all the time. I know. I miss that. Sad. I used to just get random songs stuck in my head all the time (laughs) and then like random shit. Like I would come in one day and I don't know where it came from and then Kristen would get it stuck in her head Mm -hmm. and just be a vicious cycle. (laughs) Well, and the reason I, obviously Insidious, but it's the last song, except for I just recently added a few things to the playlist, but it, for the longest time, was the last song on oh. our Creepy Jams playlist on our Spotify account, which is under my name, which is Amanda Lee Christian on Spotify, so if you want to go check it out. But it was the last one on there, so every time I listened to that, it would be like the end of it all, so it always got stuck in my head. But Ah, I see. I actually... I'd have not seen this movie very often even though it's kind of one of those staples it came out in 2010 i want to say mm-hmm. or 2011 2010 something like that i just i feel like it's one of those where it, i should have watched it more especially for when it came out it just kind of i glossed over it when it came mm-hmm. out i didn't see it i want to say for a couple years after it came out or if i did i watched it like one time and I wasn't really paying attention for whatever reason and it just didn't stick with me I don't know why Hmm, I don't know I love Insidious actually this is 
if Connor can have a favorite horror movie, this is Connor's favorite horror movie. That is so fucking bizarre because Brad yeah. loves the Insidious movies. Really? And he okay. fucking hates horror movies. Yeah. Well, not I wouldn't say hates, but especially he gets scared by them so easily. And I'm like, that's so weird because Insidious is it's scary. It's creepy. Yeah. yeah. Like he's like, I like the story. And I'm like, it's I'm not saying it's not a, a good story because it is, but it's pretty kind of in the same. I kind of group it with like the conjuring and things like that. They're yeah. very similar feel to me. Like they no, don't I totally get you. Yeah. I don't really group insidious in this insane, unique, like it's groundbreaking to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I agree. The conjuring insidious and sinister. Those movies have always seemed so similar to me. Yeah, and I think they just have a very similar feel, atmosphere. Yeah, they came out around the same time. Like, yeah, I get it, but still, yeah. Stylistically, and the same thing with when the early 2000s, when those movies were coming out, they were filmed. It was like the same colors almost and saturations mm-hmm. and the cinema- very dark, muted tones. Exactly. Yeah. The cinematography was very similar. So it, mm-hmm. it feels like that, especially when you thought, uh, specifically with Insidious and The Conjuring, it was James Wan. Yeah. So, you know. And the, of course they feel similar. Yeah, exactly, because the same guys doing them. So, <laughs> but with this one, also, I always, I just could not get over Darth Maul being in it for whatever reason. I just couldn't. <laughs> I know that it's completely different and it's he's like a demon. scary, though. Like, he's yes. fucking scary. He, wa- he was creepy. It just... When I saw the trailer, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Why is there so much face paint? And I don't knock it now. It just was a little jarring to me when it first came out. I was like, it was just kind of an interesting, because typically you don't really see something that bright. Do you know what I mean? In a horror movie, you never see bright demons or ghosts or anything like that. And he is this bright red creature. Yeah, exactly. So it it was just very different. But I watched this, I probably watch it once a year now that it's out, but I don't think I've seen all of them. I think I've seen Insidious, Chapter 2, and then The Last Key. For some reason, I don't think I've seen Chapter 3. I have seen 1, 2, 3. I fucking... I'm going to lose some horror cred here. I have to go back and watch The Last Key because I don't know what was going on a couple years ago when I was trying to watch it, but it was just freaking me out, like making me sick to my stomach, freaking me out. And I had to turn it off like halfway through because it was so scary to me, which my horror cred, like, uh, no, (laughs) stop it. So I'm going to have to go back and watch it at some point. Well, Brad wanted to watch it. We wanted to watch a horror movie and I knew that like he knew and I knew that he liked the Insidious movies whenever The Last Key came out because it came out in 2018 I want to say 2017 2018 and so just a couple years ago and we wanted I wanted to watch a horror movie and he knew he liked Insidious so it seemed natural that we would Mm -hmm. agree on the last key and so we got it and I don't really remember a ton about it but I mean I will say it was sufficient I, I we may talk about it at some point but we do have quite a few insidious movies to get right through if we do eventually talk about it but i mean there are those things though that you can't really explain why they just fuck with you so mm-hmm. i wouldn't worry too much about your horror cred because <laughs> <laughs> well thank you thank you 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was putting together our Facebook giveaway, the one that had the face mask in it with fucking Reagan's eyes <laughs> on it, I know that I've talked about being scared by the exorcist before. I was making noise. Like, I was like, ah! Like, <laughs> Brad was fucking laughing at me, but I literally was having to position things to take pictures, and it bothered me so much just to look at the face mask and it's just a fucking face mask. You yeah, know what I'm no, saying? I or like an you, eye mask. Like it fucking bothered the shit out of me. And it like, I didn't like tear up, but like, it's just stupid fucking eye mask. You know what I'm saying? But like, right. Things just get to you, man. I don't know. But anyways. Exactly. So Insidious came out on September 14th at the Toronto Film Festival and then got a wide release on April 1st, 2011. So that's, that was the different, that's why. We have oh, two different release okay. dates here. Got That's it. what it was. Yeah. It had a budget of one and a half million, which is a very small budget. Yeah, and I am so surprised by that because these are two fairly well-known actors that are the main people here. But I guess maybe not at the time. I was going to say, I don't think at the time. And also, I actually have a little piece of trivia that might help that out. This was shot in three weeks. That is unheard of. Wow. That is so fucking fast. So it makes sense on why they may not even need that big of a budget. Well, Rose Byrne, I know that she did. I mean, she started acting in the 90s, but I don't know because she is Australian. So I know I don't know when she made her Hollywood debut. I know we know her now. So, you know, I don't know how much Mm -hmm. she got paid for this or what. But this was directed by James Wan and produced by Jason Blum. Not shocking there. And. I just got to say, like, does Patrick Wilson just have chemistry with every horror wife he's ever going to have? He just does an amazing job. He's just an amazing fucking actor. Yeah, I don't I've only seen him in horror stuff that I can think of off the top of my head in Hard Candy. And in Hard Candy, he made me very uncomfortable, but he did a very good job. So, you know. There's that, but you need to watch him in Phantom of the Opera, especially because you also like guys with long hair and he I can do, sing but... amazingly. Dude, he's amazing. I don't think I can deal with another crush right now. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> I have so much space in my head occupied for, well, my husband. Oh, we haven't even talked about Insidious yet. I know. <laughs> y'all know what I know. Y'all, I mean, y'all know enough. But anyways, <laughs> so, so we have this family and like Patrick Wilson is in this and Rose Byrne. And this couple has three kids and Dalton is the main one we're going to focus on. There's also Foster and then they have a baby. Her name is Callie. Yeah, mm-hmm. Callie. And they move into this new house and she is a stay at home mom, but she's also a musician. So she writes at home. So she does work. She just works mostly from the house. So right. One night Dalton is, he goes to the attic and something scares him. But even before that, there's like weird stuff happening. Like she puts Renee is her name in the movie and she puts her books away and then she goes back in and they're not in the shelf anymore. So they've just, like, moved into this haunted house, kind of. A pet peeve, like your toothpaste thing. I'm going to back it up for a second. The first morning they're there, dad has to go off to work. The kids are going to go to school. They are dressed to do it. She has a baby crying, two boys freaking out and screaming and laughing and being kids. And she's on the fucking phone trying to be like, operator, operator, why do people do this in films with screaming kids in the background? And actually... 
not even in film. I have worked front desk and answered phones with screaming kids in the background. You know that you can walk away. Also, there's things called nap time and school. Wait for them to go. You see her at, like, I would assume, or we know it's nap time and she's playing the piano. You couldn't have made your phone call then? It's like first thing in the morning to just let yeah. them go. <laughs> exactly. Just a pet peeve in movies and people. Stop doing it. Yeah, I guess they just had this one opportunity to, like, show the family dynamic, but uh, just do it later. Or don't exactly. do it at all. You, like, you just didn't need to, but yeah, I don't know. But so there's already stuff kind of going on in this house. You know, it's mm-hmm. just creepy or following them around one one or the other, you know, you know. <laughs> but before that even happens, I made a note here about the opening credits. So the opening credits are so well done and they set such a good, creepy, ominous tone. Mm-hmm. And that's the one violins. of my. Yes, that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things that a horror movie can do is if you're already anxious because of the opening credits. I'm, I'm ready. Right, exactly. You're in for a, a wild ride, and if they do it properly, and I feel like Insidious did. I agree. Sometimes, unfortunately, the credits are the best part of a movie, but in this case, <laughs> yeah. not the case, luckily for us. So Dalton, one, that night, goes up into the attic, and he also mentions that he like can't sleep, or he's having trouble sleeping, or he just doesn't like the house. So he's already mentioned that he's kind of freaked out. And he goes up into the attic and he is scared of something that he kind of sees like in the corner or in the dark and he falls off of a ladder. And Yeah, because his mom broke it earlier and put it back like it was fucking fixed. Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you pull it off the rest of the way so that if somebody else touches it and it's not you, knows yep. it's broken? Even if it wasn't your kid, like what if your yeah. husband goes up there? Exactly <laughs> my point. Like, like Kids are pretty like... They, well, I mean, this time it didn't happen like that. But even if your kid did fall, they'll probably be all right. But you're like old people, though, not I'm not saying they're old, but like even like in your 20s, you're not going to bounce back very quickly from falling off a ladder. <laughs> exactly. Especially because if you think about it, he's taller than her. So that means he probably wouldn't even, because she broke it when she reached for it with her hand. So that means he probably would reach above her, which means a foot would get it, which means he really would fucking fall. Oh, yeah. He'd go down. Yeah. So the next. Bad mom. <laughs> she did this one thing and she's just bad for the movie. <laughs> so the next morning they try to wake Dalton up for school but he doesn't wake up for like pretty much the rest of the movie <laughs> until he fucking dies true facts so he, they say he falls into a coma but like is he in a coma nah he's not in a coma y'all know better than a coma <laughs> especially because the doctors are like i don't know his scans look yeah. fine he's not in a coma he just went to sleep and didn't wake back up yeah i mean he went to bed and like yeah i probably would have like not let him go to sleep for a while because you know concussions but yeah and then, like, it cuts, like, three months later. Like, that is intense. And so he's mm-hmm. at home because they were like, we don't know what to fucking do with him. You take him. That's not usually what they do with coma patients. <laughs> they don't <laughs> right, just, like, exactly. let them go home. They're like, no, nah, like, we need to, like, keep him in the hospital because, you know, coma. Yeah. And he's just a teacher. And we see his job at one point. 
It looks almost like a public school, so he can't be making buku bucks. How are you taking care of him at home? I have. I also mentioned that maybe like she because she said that she like was a songwriter, so maybe she's making bank on royalties or something. Let's hope. Yeah, because I literally thought that too. Because it's like an elementary school or a middle school, like upper elementary or middle school. So maybe she's just making bank on royalties or something. She's like, I like all your songs. (laughs) Oh, I don't know, but. I also thought that too, because eventually I'm skipping ahead, but eventually they just up and lease another house. And it's like, what are you paying for both houses now? These are big, expensive looking houses too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They definitely are. So one day she's like working on stuff and she hears something on a baby monitor and it's like someone like talking like a man's voice like a spooky man's voice and like hearing shit on baby monitors that's one thing that like as a parent would be my like this worst irrational fear of like parental accessories that I would have and the worst part is it does happen all the time because of interference with (laughs) with other things with other phone lines and other baby monitors so that's so terrifying to me too I agree I when the first time I got interference from my neighbors, oh, I, I would sob. I would just fucking I agree. I'd be- I agree. I would call Connor and be like, you have to get home right now. There's a demon in the nursery. <laughs> and the worst part is you have to be brave, too. You can't just like, yeah. what if there was someone? She's got it. She can handle it. Yeah. What if there was someone? Because people be crazy. Like somebody might yeah. want to steal your baby. You don't know. Exactly. And that's what she thinks. Like, and because she hears like a man. I don't remember what it says. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. But it, I know it eventually shouts like, give it to me or something. And yeah. Or the baby crying. Exactly. And she has to go up and look my ass like, oh, God, <laughs> I know that I would do the same, but I would also you're like, this is why I'm not having kids. This scenario right here. Yeah. Or like if I don't really like know if I like believe in God or whatever, because I'm kind of leaning towards the no part. But <laughs> also I was like, if God could rid me of all responsibility and give me a brain aneurysm right now, this would be <laughs> the time. Right? Because I couldn't go help. I had a heart attack. I'm sorry. Exactly. Like I, I couldn't do anything about it because I had a brain aneurysm and I <laughs> like, what did you want me to do about it? They stole our child. I'm so sorry. Like, but I'm dead. <laughs> so I can't, you can't even be mad at me. Exactly. Now you have a missing child and a dead wife. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry about that. <laughs> but yeah, so she runs in there and, you know, doesn't see anything. And her other kid says that Dalton sleepwalks at night. Dude, the first time my son said, I don't like when Dalton gets up in the middle of the night. We're moving. We're fucking gone. You know, at least it doesn't take her very long to figure out that the house is fucked. Because like it doesn't, but that would be my comment right because there. Be pretty like, much right after this, she sees the figure of something in the baby's room. Bye. I'm out. Yeah. Fucking or when out. it comes in her room and comes after her and she finally like she begs him, please believe me, please believe me. Like it amps up. Also, he's a fucking coward. I love Patrick Wilson, but this character is a fucking coward. He constantly just spends his nights, quote unquote, grading papers, but you find him fucking asleep at his desk. Bitch, she deals with this all day long, 
and you need to come home and at least make her feel a little bit safer at night. That That's yeah. unfortunately your job in this scenario and you're not doing it. You're a coward. Yep. So that one night or like this same night, their home security system fucking goes off. And that's when like, first of all, that security system doesn't fucking play. Like that is no. a loud fucking security <laughs> yeah. thing. And it's like triggered all for no reason. The door is just standing open and she fucking sees that figure behind like the tool, like canopy type thing on the baby's mm-hmm. bed. Terrifying. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Yeah. Especially cause they, they don't let you realize that that's what's going to happen. You think that maybe something's going to happen with Patrick Wilson. When we're following her up the stairs, it's actually fairly um it's not quiet because it's a loud alarm but it's a fairly quiet scene she's just coming around the corner to go get her daughter it's not that big of a deal and then she sees him yeah and so i made a note that like it it feels it's very creepy the you know thing behind that tool but it doesn't feel super cheap like it's Mm -hmm. it's very common yes especially for this era of like 2010 to 2013 especially james wan but that doesn't mean it's not good does that make Mm -hmm. sense like yeah i mean you've seen similar things before but especially with these spirits and ghosts and things that he's using i thought this whole film was pretty effective in what it did no i totally agree it to sidestep for a second it definitely takes a lot from a lot of different movies especially poltergeist there are a lot of nods to poltergeist in this yeah even the whole traveling into the further into another dimension to bring your baby back that is very poltergeist but i love that we went farther with poltergeist it wasn't just the family dynamic it was let's see the further i want to see where she was hiding well elise is essentially zelda you know yes exactly exactly and i love that they basically gave us an extended poltergeist I, i i agree because we get to go exploring yeah and how different is that like you never hear about astral projection as the thing how cool is that spooky as shit yeah we never hear about that in movies so do it I'm a big Billie Eilish fan, but it's kind of like her whole album is when we fall asleep, where do we go? Like, that's the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, Mm -hmm. uh, uh -uh. that's where, like, in in this movie's opinion, or that's what they're all talking about. No fucking thank you. (laughs) Right? Well, actually, I've talked about myself and my kind of feeling ghosts and stuff like that. My mom, her quote unquote special gift, if you could say anything else, she can astral project. And that is the most terrifying thing to me. Like, she has explained it to me before, how it has happened for her. Fucking terrifying. I would never do that in a million years. Hmm. I, same thing when we talked about the lucid dreaming episode. I know that they're different, but there are Reddit boards about how to do those things. And I doesn't know. Mm-mm. Like, I know that there are things that our minds do and whether or not the beings are real or in our head doesn't make them any less terrifying exactly no thank you so the next day he fucking doesn't come home and like you said this is a common thing and him not coming home and staying late at work with his wife and kids going through all that is such bullshit yeah you can grade tests at home that's literally what teachers do all the time i'm not saying it's right but that's fuck like you can do that exactly. with your family. 
Exactly. Especially when your family is freaking out like this. You have a son in a coma. That's how bad things are. Come on. And I know that people deal with things in different ways and he needs some alone time. But you, like, stay an extra, like, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, plus your drive, and then go home. Plus, he's only doing this staying at work thing after the fucking alarm went off and fucked with him. Because the alarm went off and he shut the door and then... He goes back and the alarm goes off and the door is open again. Like he, it fucks with him. He is scared too, but he won't admit it. Well, while he's at work that day, she finds a bloody handprint on Dalton's sheets. And when he gets home, she's sitting on the porch like you've been staying at work. And she calls him out for being shitty. And it's like, I want out of this house and basically says it's haunted. And she doesn't say anything about the bloody sheets until he basically calls her ridiculous. And she's like, well, fucking look at this. And I was like, good for you for saving that until he doubted you and then shoving it in his face. I'm not saying you should shove things in your partner's face, but Mm -hmm. when they don't believe you and then you have the evidence, because if he had said, okay, like she could have been like, yeah, I mean, look at this. But then when he was like, that's ridiculous, then be like, okay, you think it's fucking ridiculous? Look at this exactly like that's what i would have done no i totally agree i love how she just laid it well yeah then deal with this you fucking figure it out i'm tired of dealing with it every single day she is the one who's taking care of their comatose son every single day by herself at least fucking come home and be with her yeah it's not too much to ask for the four hours a day or at night before you go to bed yeah exactly let's see where am i at in my notes And then they do move. So, you know, at that point, he's like, okay, let's go. Because, and also. She fucking sees a ghost in her room. I was about to say, she's been, like, assaulted by one of them. Yeah. It comes after her. Yes. God. That, the minute that happens, oh, God, absolutely not. Mm -mm. That's, like, her begging him, please believe me, breaks my heart for her. That's so sad. I love the fact that my partner would believe the fuck out of me. Like, if I was like, Brad, <laughs> this shit is haunted. And also, I got attacked by a ghost. And I was like, right, sobbing. Exactly. He'd be like, okay, let's go. Like, you know. Exactly. That's how it should be. Even if he didn't believe it, he'd be like, you, talk. I mean, talk to your therapist about this, but also let's go. Like, you know. <laughs> Just cover all the bases. Like, it may be real. It may not be, but let's go. If that's going to help you, let's go. Exactly. So they go to a new house. And I made a note here. Like, her mother-in-law is so nice and supportive and loving. And you don't see that very often in horror movies. Like, And it's Barbara Hersey. Also, yeah. From the Entity. Love her. Yes. Do love. Oh, I didn't realize Entity. I recognized her, but. Mm -hmm. Love Barbara Hersey. But, yeah, she is an amazing mother-in-law like oh my god she's like she's anything like, you yeah. need just let me know do whatever you need to do to get through it exactly like, that's awesome and then immediately upon getting there she's so relieved and then all this spooky stuff starts happening there's this little boy running around her record changes from one thing to tiptoe through the tulips like yeah he's spooky too because you see him like she's wandering through the house and you're following her she's picking up laundry she's taking out trash she's doing what she does throughout the day and there's like a boy standing in the corner and she's not noticing she's busy thinking about other shit not paying attention but you as the audience are like are did you did you just fucking see him <laughs> hey 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 <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> look at the background you know i 
know that if I, I want, I just have to wonder like if I saw something standing in the corner, how you'd react. Yeah. 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 Would I scream? <laughs> would I freeze? Would I run? I don't know. I would I pee myself? <laughs> like I have no fucking idea. Like I have, well, I guess I do have an idea. I don't know. I feel like I would just stop first. Mm-hmm. Like I would just dead ass, like dead stop. I don't know. I agree. I don't, since I don't see things like that, it's more of a feeling. I agree. I don't know what I would do if I actually saw that little kid standing there. I don't even know what I would do if I felt something though. Like if, I mean, like I get like spooky feeling like, or mostly if it's implied by someone else, like you're like, Hey, there's some shit in your house. Then I feel spooked. But like, I don't ever get feelings on my own. Really. Sometimes my dogs Mm -hmm. look at things and I'm like, what what are you <laughs> what looking you at <laughs> and then when I get their attention as long as they don't look back at it I'm good mm-hmm. but yeah, exactly you know because I'm like they could just be staring off into space I don't know but I don't even know what I would do if I got like a feeling anyways moving on but then yeah she dead ass sees it like no questions about it and so he gets home from work and there's a priest in his living room <laughs> damn straight there is i love her <laughs> he didn't waste no time she's like i am getting the church involved <laughs> yeah but then he's the typical fucking male of this isn't real this is fake is fucking hilarious because he is the paranormal one he is the one that fucking brought this shit down down the gene line which you find out soon enough because the mom, they're all sitting together, and this is the basically when you get the, you know, when I the Darth Maul scene that Insidious <laughs> is so famous for. I mean, it it is frightening, especially when you're not expecting it. I can't imagine yeah. what it was in theaters when like nobody was expecting it. When they're sitting there, and she says that she had a dream about this place, which their house, and Dalton was sleeping and there was this thing in the corner and she asked it what it wanted and it said it wanted Dalton and she looks over at her son and he fucking pops out from behind him and he's like hey and she gets up and screams and basically says it's here and pretty much as soon as she says it's here they hear Dalton's room being fucking ransacked yes and then they're like uh do you fucking believe me now bitch exactly Stop being the typical male in a horror movie and not believe in this shit. Well, it's hard to deny that. <laughs> so she says, I do know somebody that you can call. And then we get Elise. <gasps> Yay. I <laughs> love her. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I love Lynn Shay so much. Yeah. We get Lynn Shay. We get Lee Wanell coming in. I love him. And they come in. First, she has her. I was going to say minions, but they're not really her minions. They're like her. She's like the actual sensitive one. They're the ones who come in and take pictures and read the room, see what the temperature's like, that type thing. They Lee call, is one of those. Yeah, they call her in when absolutely necessary. Like when they have the well, evidence yeah. to get her there. They make sure that it's not just pipes in the attic making noises. They're like the technicians before the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. So they go in and 
I really like the effect of cameras in horror movies because I think it's so scary. I hate this. The use of like shutters and cameras is so good for spooks because mm-hmm. when you're looking through a camera lens and they're taking pictures and you don't know like which frame is going to be the one, it's mm-hmm. so anxiety inducing. And he's taking pictures. And as he's doing that, he finally gets one with like two ghosts in it basically. And he's like, okay, it's time to call her. Yeah. And he just backs out, which fair because he knows that they're still standing there staring at him and he just backs his way down the hall yeah and he's like fuck <laughs> yeah they call- the ghosts are spooky in this like they are really creepy they oh yeah a good job they are and they're not like the ghosts that are like subtle either they're like peopley looking and they're like smiling yeah. at you they're like yeah, yeah we're here we are here there we're in your face and they're not peeping around things either, you know? Mm-hmm. No. They call her in and she says there's a, like, she sees the demon and describes it and draws it. And it's, like, right above Dalton's bed, basically. Yeah, which is such an intense scene. You didn't even have to. I th- that's part of what I liked about Insidious is you do see the ghosts. You see the creeps eventually, but you don't even need it because this scene is so tense when she is looking up in the corner above Dalton's bed and she is whispering to Lee Wanell what she's looking at, what it looks like, and it's just getting more and more intense and you're still not seeing it, but you're you're feeling the fear. Such a good scene. Yeah, she says like bright red face, black body, hooves, and you know, she's just going at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, imagine being the parent and knowing there's something trying to take your child from you and believing that this is happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the mother is freaking out back there because she's watching this psychic lady talking about this, but she can't fucking see anything. So she whips the light on and you can't see anything, but still fucking scary. And you can't do anything either. It's not like you can fight it off. What are you going to do? Well, someone can fight it off. You can't, though. Oh, that's true. But, like, as the mom, she wants to do it more than anyone because she's the one that's been seeing this and believing it the whole time. Yeah, and instead he constantly tells her, even after this whole fucking thing, even after his mom comes and says, hey, I walked through your house. Shit shit is happening. He goes, in a dream, he goes, no, please get out of my house. I don't believe in any of this. (laughs) Wow. Thanks for nothing. Exactly. So she does say it is imperative we do this now. This is like a dire situation. And he is basically, the dad's like, nah, nah, no. No, it's not like my son's in a coma or anything like that. I don't really need to worry about anything. It's fine. Nah. But then he basically goes into Dalton and, you know, is like, give me a sign. Give me a sign. And. Dalton makes one of the drawings he's done fall off the wall and it is a drawing of the demon that Elise described. So he's like, God damn it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fine. It's like, well, if you had just done it the first time, you could have been going through this already. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So they do this like little seance kind of thing and Elise like goes in and like Talks to Dalton, but like it gets, it's, it's not great. But it's like an intense seance scene, too. She wears like one of those old gas masks from World War II or something, and she's talking through it to Lee Wanell, and he's writing everything down, and you can't hear what she's saying to him, so it's really spooky. You can just hear her like, and that's it. Yeah. And 
like the demon like very like possesses Dalton for a little bit and he mm-hmm. like attacks them and yeah and then they're like okay well it's really bad and then that's when they tell him so when you were little you had this spooky ass woman that followed you around and every time your mom took your picture she got closer to you and closer to you and closer to you and she was trying to possess you and leech onto you and you could astral project too and we had to make you forget it and he was like what the fuck and then they showed him the pictures and he was like god damn it yep so now she tells him that the only way that dalton's gonna get out is for his dad to go in and get him into the further into the further by the way i love that term for the other world the further is so spooky but it explains a lot but it's so generic i don't know i feel like it's the perfect term and i love it like the further like it's still this world it's just like a little further into this world i mean a lot of people think that's just what it is except not spooky like just it it just is there right So Elise basically puts Josh and like hypnotizes him and he's able to project himself into their previous home and he goes into the attic, but he is attacked by the guy that attacked his wife and they, they square off, square up. (laughs) And then Josh goes into the demon's lair where Dalton is like chained up and what's I actually kind of laughed, not because it was funny. Well, it was kind of funny. But, like, they get in there, and the demon's lair was, like, funny to me because the demon is just, like, crafting. Yes. He's just, like, (laughs) he's just, like, he has his hobbies, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, just, like, the bloody handprint on the sheet you were talking about, that's actually not blood I was reading in my trivia. It's actually lipstick. That's what he paints his face with, is lipstick. Ah. Super weird. But, yeah, he's definitely that type of guy. He crafts. He covers his body in lipstick. He's just that kind of guy. He's good by horses. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah he's sitting on a stool honestly just like that when he sees them though then it does get spooky because he starts fucking slinking around and doing all these spooky demony movements and they do escape but they have to go through all of these other spirits and josh has to confront the old woman that haunted him as a child and he's like yelling into this mirror and saying, I'm not afraid of you anymore. And I'm not afraid of you anymore. And he should have just fucking gone away. But yeah, I don't understand why he needed to do that right fucking then and there. Like, get the fuck home get- to your goddamn body. You have a job to do. It is your kid. Confront her later if you really want to deal with that. But yeah. you haven't dealt with her in like, what, 30 years? You can continue to not deal with her. Exactly. Also, along the way, I like the time traveliness of this because as he's walking through the house, he'll open a drawer and then, you know, months later, Lee Wanell will see that drawer open. Things like that happen in the further, but now we're seeing them in real life, which explains things like maybe ghosts moving stuff around our house, which I liked that. Yeah. I just liked the vibe difference of, I, I kind of like, 
I like things that have two different versions of reality. So that's another mm-hmm. reason I really like Stranger Things because they have the upside down, you know. Ah, yeah. I just really find that so interesting, those concepts, and also the way they film those things. Like they have mm-hmm. to, I think it's really cool and creative how filmmakers have to make the same exact set, but make it different. You know, how right. can we make the same exact living room different, if that makes right. sense? Like, yeah, like when we go into the further and we see the the family that has been killed by their daughter, actually, and they're on a couch and it's all like 1950s type. Exactly. Furniture. I love seeing that. Like you said, the time travel thing, but I just mm-hmm. also love how are we going to make it dark and mm-hmm. like the movements a little different. And I, I just think that's so cool. And so anyways, she fades away. The woman that he's confronting says, leave me alone, blah, blah, blah. But if it was that easy. Right. And then he just wakes up. Ned didn't go back to his body. No. Okay. So everybody's super happy because Dalton wakes up and he's eating a bunch of spaghetti and they're packing up their equipment and... Elise is talking to Josh and she notices something is weird and his hands are kind of funky. She takes a picture of him and Josh is furious and is like, why would you do that? And he fucking kills her. Just why would you do that with nobody else in the room with you? If you are fucking suspecting that it's that old woman who will probably kill you. Why didn't you go, hey, Josh, let's go to the kitchen and see your wife and your son and then take a picture of him. Let's take a picture of everybody all together. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Because now she's dead. And that was like the only only person that can like deal with this. What what else are they going to do? And so Renee finds Elise's body and then also picks up the camera and sees that Elise took a picture and Josh is the old woman and Josh is possessed and Josh comes up behind her and she turns around and then the credits roll pretty much. And so you don't get like really a happy ending here and there's really not any closure. So after all that, you don't get (laughs) shit. Well, that's because Another thing that I like about Insidious is that it's a it's a part type thing. So we have part one. Part two is the second movie. And we continue it and move into a new home and continue that story with the same family. Yeah. I don't... I think I've... I'm pretty sure I've seen part two. It's just been a long time. So... Yeah. 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 The only trivia piece I have is the demon was actually played by the composer. Really? Yeah, which I thought you'd actually like because the soundtrack is crazy. Interesting. Lynn Shay was nominated for the Best Supporting Actress at the Saturn Awards for this. Woo, as she should. I mean, it did win and get nominated for some horror-specific awards, but those are all super small. Like, it won the Fright Meter Awards for Best Horror Film and Best Supporting Actress for Lynn Shay, but the Saturn Awards are more than just horror. So, you know, there's that. And then also with James Wan they he wanted to show people that he could do a film that wasn't just super gruesome and nasty because people were super hesitant to work with him after Saw damn yeah I mean I guess that makes sense yeah Saw's intense I mean and that was 2004 and this was 2010 so even after that like he wanted to make something where he could show people he didn't have to do like 
pushing the envelope with gore and nasty, you know, so mm-hmm. he did something a little bit more nuanced, you know. Right. People, you know, we talked about in our 100 Years of Horror, this went up against Let Me In, and you had mentioned, like, oh, why did a remake win against this? Well, it has a 66% critic score and a 62% audience score, so it didn't actually rate that high. I don't understand those scores. I love this movie. I think it's great, but... Uh, well, I'll mention yeah, I'll mention some of the it. Most of the things on the front page is, are fifty fifty. So some of the things that it says these are critic for the most part. It's standard stuff. Good for a handful of jumps and guilty giggles before it quickly reaches for the hokey contrivances you don't expect until number two or three in the franchise. So basically, they're saying like once you get into the two or three, it it kind of gets where it needs to go. The film is the work of director James Wan and writer Lee Winnell, who founded the Saw franchise, but Insidious, with its haunted house predictability, is pale in comparison. If Insidious were willing to really embrace the connection between Insidious possession and the Insidious allure of gender deviance, it would be a much better film. So, I mean, you know, it. a lot of people are just saying it's pretty standard stuff, which I will agree it's, it is pretty typical haunted house, but I think that there are definitely worse haunted house films and especially when you compare it to the time that it came out and what we even have now years you know 10 years later it still stands up and is better than a lot of things that are coming out 10 years later mm-hmm. so this movie still scares me i've watched it a bunch of times and i still jump at the same scenes yeah it's not one that i just love i think that it's probably between a three and a four for me I wouldn't quite go all the way up to a f- it's probably a three and a half for me but it's like a, that's like a strong three and a half I don't mean that in like a meh but I do enjoy it and I do like watching it especially around Halloween for some reason it, I just missed it was just a miss for me when it came out so now when I watch it I'm like oh yeah that's a good movie but I do think I really enjoyed some of the later ones I just don't remember them quite as much but I the last key was actually pretty solid when I watched it I've only seen it the once and so like one of those critics said when you get into the rest of the franchise I think is really when it takes off so I'm excited to continue with the insidious movies as we continue to move forward yeah I'd probably honestly I love this movie so I'd be probably between a four and a five I love this movie so probably a solid four that's yeah that's kind of I figured you'd be between like a four and a five I didn't think Mm -hmm. you'd go five but I figured you'd be like a four so yeah. Well, since we are in the Halloween, you know, uh, you'll see us again very, very <laughs> soon, like tomorrow. So we hope you are having a great week and you've had a great spooky season so far. Hang out with us on all of our socials. Everything is the Extra Sisters podcast, except for Twitter, which is at the Extra Sisters. Our email is the Extra Sisters at gmail.com. And you can become a patron for extra content over at patreon.com slash the Extra Sisters podcast. And tomorrow we have hungry like the wolf. Until then, stay creepy.